This podcast is for the nameless woman trying to navigate through this world. The woman who desires to walk boldly through the whispers, knowing her purpose is silencing the noise. The woman who wants to share her God-given gifts for the kingdom of God, but doesn't know where to start. If you can relate to her, I invite you to come along on this journey with me, a journey of discovery that will hopefully bring clarity to many areas of our lives. Now this is your time, so pull up a seat and let's get to work. Hello and welcome to the Alabaster Box Podcast. Happy December. Y'all, I felt like November flew by and now we are super close to the end of 2022. So this year, I actually started my Christmas shopping early and I am happy to say Your girl is almost done. The Christmas decorations are (laughs) up-ish. And this week you will get to see the first pics of my designer Christmas tree. And I am so excited to share. I have been blessed to receive such positive feedback about my episodes. It really warms my heart to hear how much people really enjoy the podcast and truly find it relatable and have actually made it a part of their weekly routine. I've always said, if this podcast blesses just one person, then I know my efforts are not in vain. One truly remarkable thing that I've heard is that my podcast is needed and don't stop. Honestly, that's the thing that I keep telling myself. Do not stop. No matter what, do not stop. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with me opening your heart to me, and allowing me to be authentic. So I came across an article on J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter. Now, here's another transparency moment. I have never read a Harry Potter book or watched any of the movies. But the article interested me because it discussed some adversities she overcame in her life. Oftentimes we forget the humanity of celebrities and people in positions of power. When I use the term humanity, I mean the fact that they are human beings just like us who face difficulties And they make a decision, either quit or overcome. And we know if we see people in magazines, on billboards, on red carpets, receiving awards of achievement, those are the people 
that chose not to stop. Those are the ones that stood flat-footed and chose to keep going. So as I was reading the article on J.K. Rowling, and I'm going to call her by her government name, which is Joanne, to remind us that she is human. I realized she had a lot of trials in her life. She wasn't thought of as an exceptional student by her teachers. She applied to Oxford and was rejected. Her mother, who was also her best friend, died from multiple sclerosis. She experienced a miscarriage. She experienced domestic abuse. She had to go into hiding from her estranged spouse. She had to get on government assistance to support herself and her daughter. And she experienced a deep depression and contemplated suicide. She ended up participating in therapy for about seven months until her mental health improved. She went from feeling like a complete failure who experienced love, loss, separation, and death to now throwing herself into her writings. The amazing part about all of this is that although life was throwing daggers at her and life wasn't missing, she still was writing. She was continuing to do the things she was passionate about, as well as continuing to cultivate the gifts she was given. In fact, she started writing Harry Potter the year her mother passed away. And by the time she left her husband, she already had three chapters written. It took her five years to finish the first Harry Potter draft, which she submitted to 12 different publishers and they all rejected it. Could you imagine how that would feel? I would think, okay, that's 12 companies that don't believe in me or think I'm good enough. Isn't it crazy how rejections feel personal? Y'all, the CEO from a major publishing company told her she would never make money out of children's books. Well, y'all know how the story ends. J.K. Rowling is known as one of the world's highest paid authors. I often think when man says what you won't do, it makes God smile. Like, oh, okay, that's what you think. <laughs> Just wait on it. <laughs> I know you may not have experienced as many trials as Joanne, but we all have experienced rejection. Whether it's from people, from schools or programs, from jobs, whatever it may be, it hurts. Y'all, I remember when I was working as a retail pharmacist, 
I faced the hardest rejection of my life. Let me give you some background. So I am a residency trained pharmacist. I completed a community pharmacy residency program after I graduated from pharmacy school. And the primary goal of completing a residency is to become a clinical pharmacist, whether it's working in a hospital, an ambulatory care setting, whatever it is, the goal is that you work directly with patients and providers to increase positive health outcomes in patients. So essentially, you are working directly with doctors with the ultimate goal of keeping patients well. So I assumed after I completed this residency program, I won't have an issue finding a job, right? Well, I was wrong. Y'all, I completed my residency July 2012 and I did not have a job. During my waiting period, I was frustrated and I remember being depressed but not truly realizing I was going through depression at that time. I remember sleeping a lot during the day, just waiting for a new day to come. One thing I did, and I think my husband is probably the only person I've told this to, I remember this scripture I came across and it was Romans 4, 17. It's literally at the end of the verse, but it says, call those things which do not exist as though they did. So the same amount I paid in tithes when I was receiving a salary, I continued to pay it, although I didn't have any income. That was my way of saying, thank you, God, in advance for what you will do in my life. Finally, in December 2012, five months after completing my program, I said, okay, it's time to get a job. Even if it's not clinical, it's just time to work. So I did retail pharmacy. Y'all, one of my best friends was like, Lauren, you are not going to make it with those folks. <laughs> she said, you're going to cuss them customers out. <laughs> Y'all, retail is its own beast. But I did it. And no, I didn't cuss anybody out. <laughs> I remember after working retail for about two years, I saw this company was creating a clinical opportunity in the retail setting. I thought, God, this is what you've had me waiting for. I mean, this job was exactly what I was trained to do. So I knew I was qualified and I applied. Chris and I both were super excited about it because of course, this was gonna be for me. I mean, God created it for me. He just forgot to put my name on a job post. <laughs> Everything went so fast. I did the interview with HR and then I did an in-person interview with the district manager. He seemed super excited about me. 
So I was waiting for the congratulations email. Y'all, the day after my interview, while I was at work, I received the email I had been waiting for. It said, we appreciate you applying for this position, but at this time, we chose to move on with another candidate. Y'all, I don't even think devastation was the word. I had to go into the bathroom and do a quick cry and get back to work. I think for the rest of the day, I was just going through the motions. I sent Chris the email and he texted me back saying, no, I couldn't even respond. When Chris got off work, he came straight to my job and he waited there for me for about an hour. I couldn't even look at him because I knew I would cry. When we finally walked out the store, I just fell in his arms and started crying. It felt like every hope, every plan, every goal was in those tears. I just couldn't stop. He had flowers and a card on the passenger seat and I honestly don't remember the color of the flowers or even if I opened the card. We sat on the phone the entire way home and I was sobbing. That rejection felt so personal. We had a one car garage, so Chris met me in the garage and just held me. I remember saying, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Why wouldn't they give me a chance? Then Chris started crying and he started speaking truths. He reminded me who I was. And I remember he said, if they can't see how amazing you are, then that's their loss. So on today, to those people who are struggling, trying to reach goals, trying to advance in their career, trying to start a business or create a product, and you just feel like, dang, what's wrong with me? Why didn't they give me a chance? Why don't they believe in me? Remember, that's not how your story will end. The book of our lives can sometimes be this romantic love story, a really funny comedy, a drama, shoot, even a thriller. But thank God the book isn't complete. You still have to stay in the race until the end. The wait can be long. It can be filled with no's and filled with negative comments, but you know who you are. No one has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind had imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Trust the word of God. 
believe it in your heart. Know that if God said it, it will come to pass. Your waiting period is building temperance and humility. Don't stop because you can and you will do it. You are equipped with your gift. And if they can't see how amazing you are, it's simply their loss. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please don't forget to like our page, Alabaster Box Podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to like, follow, share the podcast on Apple and Spotify. We will be back next week. We can't wait for you to listen. Have a good one.